Do you completely know where your organization is vulnerable to cybersecurity attacks or breaches? Many teams have some, but not full insight into the risks they face in today's business climate. The good news, the Connection Security Team can help shed some light on the issues and prepare you to shore up your defenses. On this episode of Connection's Tech Experience Podcast, Penny Conway, our Senior Program Manager for Workplace Transformation, sits down with Steve Nardoni, the Director of Cybersecurity Practice at Connection, our Senior Security Engineer Bill Virtue, and Rob DiGiralmo. He is a Product Manager for the Security Consulting and Professional services at Connection. She sits down with them to talk about our security assessment process, what it is, what it looks like, and the value it can bring to your organization. What is a security assessment? That is a very big blanket term. And so why don't we kind of knock it down a notch and just get the down and dirty on what a security health check is? So uh, security assessment is actually, you're right, a very, very broad term. And, you know, we always talk about in the industry art versus science when it comes to uh, terminology. If you get six security professionals in a room and say, what is a security assessment? You'll get 11 and a half different answers. So, <laughs> But in specific, the security health check, which is one of our premier uh, services that we provide our customers, in reality, it was designed to help customers that, uh, really need to have a good, thorough understanding of risk inside uh, their environment, outside their environment, and also to look at things like social engineering, right? Are their users prepared and trained to not click on links or give out information over the phone uh, and do policy reviews and so on? So it's a very comprehensive uh, process. Um, we like to say it's an a la carte menu where we can provide a lot of different solutions and services to our customers. And um, again, it's been very effective, especially for customers who really need help understanding what the risk is and how to address their risk. Rob, I don't know if you want to go into a little bit more detail about the, the, the SHC. Yeah, so it, it, as Steve indicated, tremendously valuable. And we see it really helping clients with their requirements in a few different areas, right? We see a lot of clients that are new to an organization that say, I don't know a lot about my environment. I don't know where my risks are. Can you help me? And we say, well, we have this wonderful assessment called the security health check. And it's a great way to start, as Steve said, inside and outside, right? We do external pen testing, internal pen testing, a wireless evaluation and pen test, um, router switches, conf- excuse me, router switch security configuration reviews, firewall reviews, uh, testing the human element, right? We can harden systems all we want, but the humans are coming more and more obvious as the weakest link in anybody's infrastructure. Um, so we test humans for social engineering. Um, and if clients want, we could take a look at their policies and procedures and see if they're in line with best practices or offer them guidance or templates on how to improve it. So it really is this uh, great way for clients to either get an understanding of their environment, maybe have never done this type of testing before and really need to get a baseline. One of our favorite expressions in the team is, is uncover the rocks, right? See what's underneath what's living in those underneath the rocks, excuse me. Um, so it's a really good way to get this baseline and start managing risk in your environment. You get wonderful reporting from executive level reports, technical reports, um, and remediation plans. So you get this soup to nuts reporting that says, this is where your gaps are. These are where your risks are. Now, how do I manage against this to improve overall uh, risk posture in my environment? So that's our goal for the health check is really become this trusted advisor by uncovering all these issues in a client's environment. Not to say you're doing, you know, you've, you've fallen down and doing something wrong, but you need, this is how you can improve your risk by doing, um, by taking our recommendations and, and fixing uh, the risks in your environment. 
Where do you typically see the request for the health check come from? Are you seeing it from sort of the top levels uh, CISO or are you seeing it from an IT manager? Where does that conversation start to, you know, are you reaching out? Because this is one of the things I we hear a lot is that uh, there's a whole security practice within an organization, but then there's the whole, you know, IT management practice as well. So who are you talking to first and kind of doing that health check? And then br- who do you bring the, all of those results to? I love that question. Um, so what I see a lot in talking to clients is, we're usually in contact with maybe a, an IT manager, an IT director, and they've gotten a requirement to, from from their leadership to say, can you investigate security assessments, which trails back to your original question, how broad is the security assessment? What do you need to do? So we talk to them and we say, this is all the interesting things that we can offer you from an assessment, just from a baseline security testing. And, and they love what they hear because they had direction to do a security assessment, but they didn't really understand what do I actually need to do as part of this? Uh, or maybe they had an idea, but, you know, they needed to get led a little bit down to these are all the things you should be thinking about. Um, so that's how the conversation starts, right? Someone says, go do a security assessment or I would like to do one. Uh, and then we we step in and, and say, these are all the things you might want to start thinking about. Uh, and that usually you know, trails on and starts the conversation. So the beauty of the the way the assessment is aligned and structured is it, it can address the very uh, uh, well-trained, well-focused risk owner. Uh, with addressing things that they would typically do, right? They know they need to do ethical hacking. They know they need to do policy review. They want to do some level of social engineering training. Uh, It also can address the risk owner. And we see this quite frequently, especially in the small and medium business space, where you have a director of IT that has two staff, and they're responsible for everything in the environment, IT, right? All business processing, the applications, configuration and deployment of the systems, maintaining the systems, uh, as well as cybersecurity. Oh, by the way, right? So uh, so we're talking to them and they say, you know what? I don't have a deep staff. I don't have a trained uh, set of cybersecurity professionals on my team. I don't really know what I don't know. And when we hear that, that's a great trigger for right. talking to them about the security health check. Right. And uh, kind of the other thing that comes to mind is what stage is or what mindset is the customer in when you're when you're talking to them like is this a customer that maybe has had a recent breach and has had to report in I know a lot of states now are are really putting legislation in place to you know when you need to report on when I think the last time we were together we sort of chatted about that like our company is embarrassed to report um, security breaches but now states are saying you know if you have x amount of people if you do this kind of business, then it's going to be mandatory to report in. So do you guys see more of those customers who have had an incident, either public or private, um, and they're trying to react to and make sure it doesn't happen again? Or how are you have customers that are really, and this is, I think, what you guys probably love the most, proactively kind of saying, you know, before something happens, we need to do this assessment. So where are you seeing customers sort of fall on that spectrum? Bill, you want to address that? Yeah, well, all states have a breach notification law right now. Uh, Alabama was the last state to implement one last year. Um, And it does depend on the type of business that the customer is in, uh, the number of records that were breached, the type of data that it was, whether or not it was encrypted, et cetera. Um, You will see some, the breaches that you do see, the public uh, notification breaches that you do see are ones that uh, have affected the customer at a larger scale. Some of the smaller breaches still don't go announced. They, They keep them more private. 
Um, but in, in, for the most part, we see customers coming to us. Um, I don't know. It's probably 50-50 for me yeah. with customers that are saying, you know what, I, I'm concerned about being breached. So what kind of assessment can you offer versus the customer that says, you know what, we had a security event, you know, you know, at some time in the past. And we want to make sure that now we've made some changes with that we're protected. So it's sort mm. of a 50-50 split for me. Oh, interesting. So the other thing that um, you know, I would add to that is that, uh, you know, again, we get engaged on all different levels with customers and, um, you know, those that have been breached, I would agree, you know, with, with Bill's assessment, you know, we do see customers that come to us and say, I have just recently been breached. Uh, I have, uh, you know, hired somebody or, uh, you know, I have the ability to be able to remediate that and get that under control, right? So contain and, and, uh, and uh, uh, get their systems back up and running in a full operational state. And they say, what should I do next, right? So to your point, right, security health check is a fantastic way for us to go in there, you know, as Rob indicated, right? Turn over every rock, look underneath it and see what's ugly, Determine what needs to be done about it. Uh, part, you know, do a complete and total comprehensive review of all the risk in the environment. Organize it, prioritize it, and then give the customer a remediation plan. So that is, uh, you know, in itself, just a really effective way for us to be able to help customers. Uh, again, we talked about customers that may, you know, they don't know what they don't know. We also see in some cases a customer will come to us and they'll ask for, let's say, a penetration test because they want to be able to do ethical hacking outside their environment. And we'll ask them about, okay, when's the last time you tested inside your environment? They'll say, well, (laughs) never really. And we say, well, you know, that's a really good thing to do as well. Let us tell you what we do from a security health check perspective. And they'll say, hmm, that sounds really great. Right? You know, put together a quote and we'll talk through it. And again, the other beauty of the security health check is when we do present it, again, a la carte, right, typically there are seven or eight milestones that are part of it. When we review it with the customer, the customer always has the right to be able to say, hey, you know what, now that I've seen all this and and I see the methodology and what you guys are going to do, let's hold off on the wireless assessment for now because, you know, I'm not really overly concerned about that at this point in time, but all these other things are critical. And we just pull that milestone out and sell them the security health check without the wireless assessment. It's just a very effective way for us to to really target and and uh, provide a solution for the customer that meets their exact specific needs at that time. Yeah, so they have that a la carte sort of experience and focusing, you know, what their initiatives are and where they're looking, they can really focus on that. And then, you know, if something like you said, wireless becomes a, a security concern for them, they can re-engage your team and sort of get those results through a different assessment. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, they may say something like, you know what, we're in the middle of upgrading our wireless infrastructure right now, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, you don't want to test at that particular point in time. And that's that's very valid. Um, the other thing that helps lead into the security health check, we talked about this a few times in, in a previous podcast, is the security landscape optimization. Mm-hmm. And we find when we do that review, that full ecosystem review, a lot of times what ends up as one of the primary recommendations, because again, they haven't done the testing, is you know, penetration testing or full security health check. So. The security um, health assessment and and the checks and things like that are kind of helping, uh, showing that snapshot where you guys can help a customer improve those areas, reinforce those areas, make sure a breach doesn't happen in those areas. But as part of the assessment that you guys do, um, working with a customer that if a breach happens, if if they are hacked, if they have something sort of what the game plan is when something goes wrong, um, 
you know, we can only be so secure. Things are getting more and more sophisticated. I didn't know if that was sort of part of your assessment is that readiness plan if something were to go wrong. Absolutely. So um, incident response planning is, is definitely something we help with. And it's not only just helping prepare documentation to say, these are my critical assets. These are the things I really need to be proactive about either protecting or when something happens, here's how I'm going to respond and then recover. Um, so that's your documentation side. We also can do roundtable exercises, right? We simulate, you know, your, you know, XYZ database went down. What are we going to do about it? And we, we roundtable and we do this scenario where we can really help clients live in the moment. And that helps drive that creation of that plan. So that, that's really effective. And it's a great question. Oh, I love it. Cause I think what I'm seeing now when I'm reading, you know, I think everything that's happened down in uh, Baltimore with the breaches that they've had over the past year, you know, the big the big thing that comes to light is, you know, we were aware the um, the uh, C, you know, CTO or chief information officer of the entire city of Baltimore um, came in knowing that there was a lot of gaps in the infrastructure and end users and devices and had this plan to, you know, really revamp the entire environment. But he didn't put any sort of plan in place that if there was an incident, here's what would happen. And we all know now that there's like an $18 million, you know, secured cost of a security breach that the city of Baltimore is dealing with. So it's, I think something that sometimes customers miss is while I'm working to get more secure, I'm not necessarily thinking about what happens in the meantime, because we can only do this stuff so fast. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And it is, it is actually very systemic um, in the industry. Uh, this isn't going to happen to me. Uh, you know, we, we talk about our standard mantra, right? It's not a matter of if, it's not even a matter of when. You, you probably already have been breached and you just don't know it. Mm -hmm. And that's because of the sophistication of the malicious actors that are out there, right? They're, what they put in the environment can sit in there. I think the, the standard uh, numbers are 197 days uh, mean time to identify something in the environment, uh, a malicious piece of software, and, and about 70 days to contain it. So we know there's a lot of that that's happening in the environment. Uh, and so what customers have to prepare for, and, we, and this is one of our mantras as well, prepare for the when, right? It is going to happen. Make sure you're prepared for the when. And that means people process and technology, not just I have the latest and greatest firewalls or I just put this new gateway in or whatever, right? It has to be people process and technology. It needs to be a plan. All the individuals need to be aware, trained, and, and capable of responding uh, you know, it's respond and recover, right? That's really the the mantra for um, for something that may be a disaster, right? A, a DR strategy, and um, quite frankly, we see in most cases. In fact, Bill probably would agree, right? In the SLO, we see a lot of gaps in that business continuity disaster recovery area. That's right. In the in the GRC space, uh, as part of the SLO, we cover uh, disaster recovery, uh, business continuity, and incident response. And usually that comes back, you know, more than 50% of the time it comes back as a gap. They don't, they just don't have it in place. Right, right. So. And the newest thing coming on the, uh, on the horizon is the internet of things. Everything has the internet. Everything's going to be able to collect data, you know, push back that data. And is internet of things currently included in the security um, health check or is that uh, something to come? That is a fantastic question. Thank you for taking us there. Uh, so it is uh, it is a, an assessment process that we have. We do both IoT and IOMT, right? Medical things as part of our assessment process. Um, but we are uh, 
upgrading the security health check into a cybersecurity assessment and um, IOT, IOMT assessment and a more thorough, actual, detailed data security assessment will be two of the things that we're adding to that. Now, we can do those today and we can actually include them as part of an a la carte process and a security health check, but it's not part of the standard pitch. So if you look at our collateral, right, you won't see that in there. But you're right, IoT is huge, uh, and we're seeing a lot of issues. We did recently just did some testing uh, in an environment, and we found uh, malicious traffic on the network where a CT scanner was trying to reach out to a URL in China. Wow. Uh, and so fortunately, the environment was contained, and it wasn't getting out of the environment. But that's the type, you know, we have devices especially in, in a hospital, medical devices that are still running Windows 95 or Windows 98 because they're scanning systems or imaging systems that are old, but they cost $20 million, right? And so you just can't go out and replace them. You see a lot of vulnerabilities. Those systems are corrupted, uh, and you know a lot of really ugly, malicious things can happen uh, in an environment when you have systems that have those very, very common uh, weaknesses and flaws in the overall operating system itself. Yeah, that's something I, you know, as uh, medical technology advances really quick, like things are just coming out and being put into hospitals and um, could potentially really be a blind, you know, you're not thinking a CT scan, someone's going to hack my CT scanner or um, someone's, you know, heart, uh, what are they, the pacemakers now are all like run by the internet and you don't think of or at least I don't think of those. Hopefully someone in a hospital's IT department is thinking of those things. But sometimes happens really fast and not always, and I think this is kind of universal, is people are bringing technology into organizations and that's not necessarily an IT decision maker's choice. Like who's going to buy the CT scanner? That's not running through IT. Um, That's running through a whole different department. So um, kind of a great tip for hospitals that if you've got all of this equipment coming in that's connected to the internet that's feeding information back, um, definitely an opportunity to have a security assessment done to kind of find potential risks and gaps in, you know, those devices. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, give them a complete asset inventory of everything that's on in their environment, right? Which we can do, and then tell them what's vulnerable and some other cool things we can tell them, Rob. Right? What are yeah, those? we can tell all kinds of cool things. We can say if any of these medical devices have open recalls associated to them, or have had recalls in the past. So maybe you have, you know, you knew of three recalls from a couple of years ago, but you missed one, or whatever the case yeah. may be. So we can do open recalls things like CT scanners uh, or MR imaging devices, you can see how utilized they are. So to, to Steve's point, right, you have a $20 million device or whatever it is that's getting used once or twice because it happens to be three floors up from the cheaper equipment that everybody just uses because it's more convenient to get to. Um, so you can see that that investment that you're making either needs to be moved or be socialized that you should use this brand new device that we spent $20 million on and we're not getting any return on. Um, so, I mean, that's st- cool stuff like that. Um, and you can also see location of, of things, too. So uh, to uh, like infusion pumps or things along those lines, uh, what floor are they on? Are they in the right spot, right? Do right. We, we bought uh, 600 of these things, but they're all over the hospital where they should be contained in a locked room um, on this one specific floor. And you could tell from the position of where they are in the network. So uh, really cool data points that you can get, um, you know, maybe not necessarily thinking about the security impact, but just cool data points when you're managing this environment. Right. So the biomed team and the IT team can operate really more closely together when they have these data points to work from. Oh, that's a good, a great point. And like I said, something I don't um, think maybe people are actively 
realizing how many devices out there are connected to the internet that one need to be tracked and be, you know, secured if there's potential to send CT scan information out back out to China. Yeah. <laughs> or like medical device implants, right? That's terrifying. But there's been vulnerabilities against these things where they, you know, malicious actors can drain batteries on your medical device implant. It's, yeah. it's terrifying. So what is the, um, how does a customer engage with your team to kind of get this uh, security health check put in place for them? If the customer is interested in, in uh, pursuing the health check uh, through their account manager, or the account manager typically reaches out to um, my team on the pre-sale side, and then we, uh, we jump on a call and uh, just sort of cover what the health check is and uh, how it works, uh, some of the mechanics of it, and then uh, through a ticketing process internally, uh, we, uh, we start the process off with a kickoff call and go through the process. Excellent. So if you are out there listening and you have um, the need or the desire, because now you've heard all the cool things that we can pick up in the security health check with our team, reach out to your account manager. Or if you are new to connection, um, visit our website um, and give us a call and we will connect you with our security team and uh, not only find maybe devices you didn't know were out there, um, but show you some areas of vulnerability and how our team can help you improve. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks.